Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I'm your host, Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 62. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I'm not funny, Stephen. I'm not. Is that a bingo thing? It's a bingo thing. Is yeah. it a bingo it's thing? It's like legs 11. What's that? So oh, two it's two legs. It is looks 11. like oh, 11, yeah. <laughs> Which is the duck? Oh, I don't know. Um, two little ducks, 22 or something 22, like that, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, today we are not necessarily going to a single place. This is one of those legends uh, that it is kind of rooted in different cultures. So we crack on. Crack on. I think I can speak for any loving parent when I say there are fewer things that a parent dreads more than outliving their child. The thought of someone with ill intent taking your child is a constant fear every parent has. So it's no wonder that over hundreds of years we've concocted stories of the boogeyman and the likes to keep children from wandering off. Now the twins aren't old enough yet for me to understand why a parent would deliberately frighten their child, but I am sure if the twins ever do wander off, even if it's only for a second, I probably would be inclined to tell them something scary in an attempt to keep them safe. But that's all they are, right? Terrifying tall tales with no real truth behind them, right? There are many variations of this particular 500 euro ghost story, and as happens with most legends, the different variations can change depending on the storyteller. One of the versions of the legend begins with a young woman named Maria. She wasn't a woman of money or power, or even a strong family name to fall back on, but she was known in her village for her beauty, which was equaled only by her vanity. It is said that by day, she would spend time in her village and humble surroundings, but by night, she would don her best white flowing gown and thrill the local men, poor and rich alike, at the local fandangos. One day, while passing through the village, Maria caught the eye of an extremely rich and handsome rancher. He was taken in by Maria's beauty and asked her to marry him. Sadly, the rich, handsome rancher's father did not approve of the union, but the rancher lived an independent life and did not need nor care for his father's blessing. So the rancher and Maria wed and lived in a home far from the rancher's father, but also away from Maria's family. It could have been a very lonely life for Maria, but the couple welcomed two children in quick succession, so she busied her days caring for her two boys. After a few years of a seemingly happy marriage, the ranchers took to roaming the prairies. His returns home would become less frequent and further apart, ignoring Maria completely when he was home, but lavishing attention on the children. One day, Maria took the boys out for a walk by the river. It was a fine, clear day, too nice to be indoors. But while on their walk, Maria sees her husband riding in his carriage with another woman. Her husband stops his carriage and dotes over his sons lovingly, while again completely ignoring his wife despite her heart visibly tearing apart. Her husband said his goodbyes to his children, and not a word was spoken between Maria and her husband. Darkness took over Maria as she watched her husband ride away with his mistress. Jealousy had consumed her, and before she knew what she was doing, she had taken her two sons and thrown them in the river that was now raging to match her broken heart. 
Try as they might, the boys could not resurface and bring themselves to safety, and within minutes they disappeared under the water and were not seen again until they floated back to the surface, face down and lifeless. And just as quick as the darkness took over, Maria was freed from the grasp of her all-consuming rage and she was instantly hit with an overwhelming feeling of regret. She ran along the shoreline, screaming for her children to come back to her, arms outstretched, trying to reach for her boys, but it was too late. She had committed the ungodly act of filicide. Maria collapsed to the ground in sorrow. The thought of living without her husband seemed so inconsequential now, but a life without her children, that was inconceivable. So she stood up, still painfully wailing to herself, and walked into the river where she took her own life to be with her children. Maria was buried by the villagers the following morning, donning her favourite flowing white dress. But that night, the story goes that the villagers heard a woman down by the river crying, Where are my children? Then the villagers recognised the dress the woman was wearing. It was like the one Maria was buried in. Only this woman's dress was blackened along the bottom from walking up and down and up and down the river's edge. Rechristened La Llorona from that day on, meaning the Wailing Woman, she is still seen near rivers, oceans and other bodies of water night after dark night. It is said that when La Llorona reached the gates of heaven, she was not allowed in because her children were not with her. She was banished to purgatory on earth until she could find the children she killed and throughout eternity she searches in vain. In the course of the story, La Llorona began kidnapping children who resembled her missing offspring or children who disobeyed their parents and wandered off. Storytellers feel she had taken on banshee-like qualities as anyone who hears her wailing is doomed to be taken. Now, we know that the banshee is only there to warn but we can see where people would make the connection. As time went on, stories morphed from tales of sorrow to tales of horror. In some versions, Maria is more despicable from the start, drowning her children in order to be with the man she loves and killing herself when he rejects her. Having covered the kidnapping of Persephone in a previous episode and reading a little about the other Greek gods, the story of La Llorona reminded me a little of the story of Lamia. I know, it's a stretch, but hear me out. When Hera discovered that Zeus was having an affair with Lamia, Hera forces the demonic demigoddess to eat her own children. Then she wanders the earth and devours every child she can catch. A little different, I know, but the stories of Greek gods have been passed down since the dawn of time. So the story of a mother forced to eat her children after she did something wrong doesn't need to travel far before it becomes a woman killing her children after they have done something wrong. Generation after generation of Mexican children have been captivated by La Llorona's tale. Those who misbehave or go out after dark will find La Llorona snatching them. The story continues to resonate with adults who grew up with it, but one way or another, her actions leave her locked on the wrong side of the gates of heaven, and most believe she should stay there. But then we're stuck with her. 
What do you think of that story? That was a good story. She's creepy, isn't she? She's a scary woman. And I wouldn't mind when I was reading through it. It's actually really, really hard when there are so many different variations of the story. You're kind of mm. like sellotaping and bungee cording and duct taping pieces together. So I took a little um, poetic license when writing the story. Um, artistic license. Is it artistic license? No, I suppose you're, you're doing right. You're right. Literary so. license. I wrote the story. This is my story. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I kind of wanted to stay respectful to it because it's still something that um, fear. Kind of the same way we feel about the banshee, and whether you believe in the banshee or not. If you go somewhere else and someone says banshee, yeah, I heard she does this and she does that. And if so, we do get a little bit defensive of our myths and legends. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to stay respectful for that, but I I did try and piece together most of the the common denominators between most of the stories. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be don't go out after dark, don't wander off, don't misbehave. But it's a lot to do with bodies of water. Okay. Um, that just freaks me out. There is a movie that I actually did this because it was it came in as a suggestion from one of my friends. Okay. And I wanted to watch the movie, and I was like, oh no. I have to pay three euro for it on YouTube. Darn, I can't watch the movie now. And then I realised there's another version coming out as well. And I think that's going to be on Disney. And I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's got, it's got, hang on. So it's got, it, there's actually a, a, two films made of this. No, no, no. There's way more than that. There's, um, there was one made in 1933, I think. I think. And a lot of critics say that that was the best one. And after that, they shouldn't have made any other ones. But my problem, um, and I listened to an episode of Real Life Ghost Stories and the host there, Emma, said the exact same thing. Oh, sorry. No, I apologize. It was Dan who actually said it. When I see the monster, it is no longer scary. I find movies scarier when you see shadows or when you hear or sometimes when there's nails involved, that freaks me out. The scarier bit is showing you the possibility of something scary or the anticipation of something scary exactly rather than there's something scary I'm so glad like, you understand that because I didn't know if that was going to the spider coming around the corner is much scarier <laughs> so apparently there was two made in 2019 that's what I was getting confused about um, not a typical role for her uh, Linda Cardinelli Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she, she just had a small icon. <laughs> it's not, it's not a normal role for her. But sorry, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know, she played Velma in Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna know who that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's been in tons of other things. Uh, she's uh in Avengers. She's oh, Hawkeye's God. wife. Yeah. She's in tons of things, so it's a very, very different role for her. Um, but she plays the part of a mum. Now I didn't, I didn't read too much into the story because I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch it because uh, I only kind of fixed up this story today and I wasn't going to watch this by myself. No, thank you very much. So you will have to watch this one with me, and you can blame my particular friend for making the suggestion. If you don't like the movie, it's not my fault. Thank you, one name friend. <laughs> um, but it does look like a really, really good movie. But again, as I said, a lot of people who've spoken about legends being made into movies is hit and miss it's either going to be absolutely fantastic on the condition that not a lot of people know about the legend because then it's just a really good movie but when a lot of people do know about the legend and then the movie is made and it's crap by comparison to the story mm. it like i said it's hit or miss um but someone said that there was a, a movie made in 1933 and i'm like i don't mean to sound like my dad <laughs>
but they just don't make them like they used to. It's definitely one that I do want to watch. No, I don't want to watch it. I don't know why I'm saying I want to watch it. I love a good scare. I love a good scare. But the problem with this particular one is she's in, she's everywhere in it. They they show her way too much, which I don't know if that's going to work well for me because if she's in it, it'll probably desensitise the scare. It? No, How but... How do you know that she's in it? I've, I listened to the review that one of my favourite podcasters oh, did. Yeah. I mean, okay. That was, um, that was not better. But even in the again. clip, though, oh, she's wow. in it. She's in it quite a bit in the clip. Okay. Um, this is Linda. Is he playing? No, no, no. Lella she's Rola? the mum. She's oh. the mum. Um, so um, Lella Rona <clears throat> is in it, in it in the clip a lot. Yes, she's. But even in the clip for like the the trailer. Okay. But it, I think it makes up for it with the amount of spooky stuff that is in it. And for other people, what's spooky is very different than for me. What's spooky? There's mm-hmm. a scene in it where they have this routine when they're having a bath, and the little girl gets all the shampoo lather in her hair, and then she her, she says, "Okay, rinse," and then mommy says, "Rinse," and then she puts her head under water and she gets all the suds out and she comes back up again. But mommy's left the room, and the little girl is there just lathering up her hair, and then La Rona's hands come in. And she says, rinse. And she goes under. And then I'm like, why is the child not come back up from the bath? And La Llorona is drowning her. And it like they just leave it there. And I'm like, okay, are they showing the best parts of the movie in the clips? Because I also can't stand when mm-hmm. movies do that as well. Because then I'm like, did I just watch all of this movie? Yeah, yeah. But I've already seen the clips. But it that, that freaked like me out. It's going to see a film about a really good joke. But in the clip, the punchline is told. Yeah, but you don't know it's the punchline. You assume that there's more to it. And then you go and you're like, I'm sitting here with my popcorn. And you're like, I just came to the cinema just to have popcorn, really. Let's be honest. Um, I did not fall down a rabbit hole. This week has been very, very busy because I'm still kind of, I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> I'm just getting over the last of my uh, laryngitis. Mm. And I'm not going to give you any cast members today because you've given, there's already cast members existing. I wouldn't like to be like, I, know. Oh, I actually cast don't member. know who But I like, I like her for this film. Yeah, yeah, as the mum. So I don't know if it's like she's recently separated or something. I, I'll have to read we'll have it. We'll have to watch it. We, we'll I think it. it's a really good watch. I think we sure. should read it. Or do we, I think we should watch it. Yeah, we read it when we watch things and we have the captions on. Oh, we can't be the only people that watch movies with subtitles on. I don't know. I think most parents do. A lot of people do. Because nine times out of ten there is a child sleeping somewhere or napping in the vicinity of you while you're trying to watch a movie. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's the episode for this week. I really hope everybody enjoyed it and I hope I I hope I rolled my oar correctly. I, I, I don't pretend that I can but La Llorona is a very hard word to say when you're trying to emphasize the oar. Mm-hmm. That's it. Do you have any questions for me? I was going to ask you what is a fandango? Because that's only because it's in my head from the song. It is a Spanish dance between two people ah. and it is usually done with a tambourine or castanets, I want to oh, say. Oh yeah, I can tell. You can't, the viewer, the listeners. <laughs> I'm doing pincers. She's she doing what resembles crab claws. <laughs> yeah. But because she's doing it in such a way, it looks like she's got the little mini <laughs> drum snares on her fingers. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's them or they're like Yeah. Um. I actually thought Fandango was just a made up word and then it turns out there's two meanings for it one is the Spanish dance between two people and the other is um, something along the lines of that it, it's just a word that you use for something silly and I was oh. like oh it is that thing um, oh and also FYI my Google history is going to be a little bit obscure 
because I wanted to quote it correctly. There is actually a lot of words that have side in it for whether you've murdered your husband or your wife or your kid or your grandparent or your mum or your dad. So if you look at my Google history and there's a lot of stuff in there of what's it called when you murder your husband, please don't be afraid. Everything is fine. Um... I just wanted to know what it was called. Alright, well I think we should say our word now. This is like the Aquatofana last week. And then the, <laughs> how what's it called when I murder my husband? Wrong, Annette. It's called wrong. So we finish up there? Say your words. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or queries, our socials are what's the story ghost on WhatsApp. No, it's not, it's on Instagram and what's the story ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories and those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. All you wanna do is ride around Sally Roid, Sally Roid. Bye. There's a song there's a song in that where your man sings it. I said the night fandangos and that's why I had fandangos <laughs> in there and that's that's the link